Hello, and welcome to Screen Matter, an entertainment and technology-focused visual podcast by Garrett Chisholm and Sean Malters, college students both majoring in emerging media and digital arts. Join us as we talk amongst ourselves, discovering new influences, analyzing upcoming concepts, and unveiling creative inspirations. You know, maybe I should wait. Maybe some crazy new phone company is going to come out of nowhere. Remember... Oh man, what was the one that Loman had? Well, I already forgot the name of it. Uh, the the essential phone. What happened to them? <laughs> they they, they went out, out of business. They yeah. didn't have enough. Uh, they didn't have enough R and D funds to make the second phone, so they just oh. went out of business. I did like the design of it, though. It was they're a cool still, design. I I gotta say though, they're still actively pushing updates to the essential phone. Oh, I I remember reading that. They and they're they're releasing updates the day google is just like they did before i'm looking at pictures of the essential phone i just love the boxy look of it it kind of has a boxy kind of sharp look to it it a little bit oh it it was so ahead of its time it except it doesn't have five cameras on the back of it (laughs) does it have two two. yeah it has two (laughs) Yeah, all the phones have five now. It's crazy. Yeah. How I many does the uh, OnePlus 8T Cyberpunk 2077-themed version have? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, it has a lot. I, I think like, we're... Look at... You want me to send you the article? Yeah, go ahead. Right. Actually, I think I have it pulled up. The It has such a big camera module is what this Verge article is outlining, is that it has a huge camera module that takes up, like, in terms of height, a third of the phone. Almost. I think it's got three. That uh, the camera is that three. I thought that was like three or four. Yeah, but, whatever uh, that one on the bottom right is. The camera module is just there to give it a cyberpunk look. Yeah, it's like a visor. It's like a visor on like a person's head. It's kind of a cool idea, and I kind of like that they. This kind of reminds me of the uh, the Nexus Six P. How it had oh a, uh, yeah it was like a visor that's what people yeah. described it as it's like a visor that goes across the back of the phone and it kind of and since it's a protruding camera it yeah. um will it, sit uh, flat. it balances it yeah it balances it out it'll sure. sit it'll prop up instead yeah. of you know um whatever you'd call it you, the camera's in the top left normally so it doesn't sit flat yeah. i think you know what i'm talking yeah, about. yeah yeah what do you use right now what phone do you use right now the OnePlus 7 Pro. Does it have that issue? I know it the 5T had, does. The camera module's in the center, so it, oh. it sits flat. Does it sit flat or does it rock? Does it still it rock? It only rocks if you put a lot of pressure on the left or right side. Mm, a lot, okay. Yeah, it's, it, it, it's, it sits pretty flat. Yeah. I just tried it right now, so that's how I know. What do we think about the design for this, the OnePlus Cyberpunk 2077 themed 8T? Well, it's kind of hard to tell from pictures whether that um, that texture sure they that. put on the back is glossy or matte. It looks matte. I think I it's matte. matte. I'm pretty sure it's matte. Yeah. And is it reflective? Because you got those little white particles, and those look like they might yeah. be reflective. What do you think, what do you you think got, about those yellow highlights? Those look pretty cool. In fact, I actually like highlights. Do you like yellow? Yellow? Do you like the yellow a... color? Do you like yellow? In in this, yeah. Because mm-hmm. it, it matches the cyberpunk theme. Mm-hmm. But if I were to choose a design for my phone, I'd probably go for a 
more vibrant yellow. That's kind of a unique color that's not used a lot. I yellow. feel like yeah, like Cyberpunk kind of kind of took that for their own. I feel like I don't know. It's Google interesting that does, they took yellow for that. Color. You know, Google does uh, the uh, colored power their button. Um, You've probably seen that. Oh before. yes, they'll color the power button like orange. Oh, I yeah, really yeah. like that. I think that looks really cool. Yeah, it kind of has like a color block kind of idea to it, a little bit. Yeah, you know it's funny that phone the the eight T apparently went on presale on November fourth, which was two days ago from this recording. Hmm. I also I haven't seen the other OnePlus collaboration collaboration phones like the McLaren uh, and the Star Wars and the Marvel ones. There's been a few, yeah. Those are, I think those are all the ones that I that I listed right there. OnePlus Avengers. I don't remember them really. I remember the McLaren one. I think a little bit, not the Star Wars or the Marvel one. But yeah, what about this? Uh, this Tesla changes the Model S price. To $69,000 and $69,420. And his reasoning is because why not? And that's it. He's just the kind of CEO who would do something like that. <laughs> you know? I don't know what else to say to that. It's a statement. That's, that's all it is. Do you, think, it's, it's a do you statement. think it would kind of hurt them a little bit, maybe in a way? Well, they were going to price cut the, the car anyway, so. Yeah, but I mean, just like the image that it gives off or like the impression, I don't know. I don't think most people really think too much about it. Cause it's just I bet, a number. Yeah, I bet it. it's more, it's more, it's better for their kind of audience. I feel like their audience is younger, maybe. Yeah, the Tesla is kind of a, I don't know. Gen Z millennial type of product, even though no mm -hmm. one of our generation can really afford it yet. I never looked at a Tesla. Like, uh, I was so curious just for fun. What's the cheapest Tesla? And what is it? Like the Model 3 for 30, 30 grand? You'd pay more on, when when you get into the whole, you know, delivery fee and all that. But delivery yeah, around, fee? What's the delivery fee? Well, you can't go pick one up from a dealership. You order uh. them online. I wonder what the that's, dealer or what the fee is. What do you think? It's a thousand dollars, I think. Oh, that's nothing compared to the, the whole car. price. Yeah, I mean it's kind of expensive. It's I'd rather change. go pick it up. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I never looked at the car though, like or any. It's so clean. I looked at a video this guy did, Car and Driver. I've like this channel. One. You know this channel, Car and Driver? Because you probably no. follow this. Oh no, you don't. Yeah, they just did this thing called the Complete Guide. For the Tesla Model Three, oh, and I've it's probably so, watched that. <clears throat> it's so clean. It's a beautiful car. Yeah, like the <clears throat> the it's, flat nothing panel like that they have going across it, and it's just like so it's minimal. So, so with minimalist, the yeah. paddles and the tablet. The tablet replaces the entire driver HUD. You have absolutely yeah. no speedometer or anything. Yeah, there's nothing else but the tablet, and then the paddles. That's the, the two only paddles on your interface in the entire car there's no other interface it's just the tablet yeah and then the it's, way that's excellent the paddles work is interesting like uh what what, what paddle is he talking about or like uh the the pedals <laughs> what? huh you mean like the the acceleration and brake no 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 like on the steering wheel 
You know? Oh, uh, yeah. What are they yeah. called? I don't know. The I know sticks. what you're talking about, though. <laughs> yeah. The paddle sticks. You, like, push. It's just, like, down to park. or so, It's, like, down, down to, to reverse, up to drive, and then... Well, it's got I don't gestures remember. too. You can like yeah, you like double, there's like yeah, you like double it tap twice. it to like go into park, or like you hold it up to go neutral. It's very interesting. You that double they do tap that. up in order to put it into autopilot. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's what it is. Yeah. And then I think you just do it once to disengage, or you can and do brake. I think. Also, I think their software is very good looking. Their like software the very, it very much so reminds me of iOS. Yeah, it's got the iOS or Android. White. It looks very modern mobile style. Looks like yeah. a modern mobile OS. Yeah, it's amazing. And uh, it, they have an app store coming pretty soon. You're going to be able to download apps and stuff in the car. And it has uh, support for Xbox and PlayStation controllers. So you can oh. play uh, games on the but tablet in the car. Can I use the steering wheel to to drive in a game? Yes, you can. There we go. There's See? a. Uh, when beach. I saw it, I freaked out. I was like, "That's so funny, dude! That's just so funny seeing that him using a, the steering wheel to drive on the tablet." Uh, that's yeah. That's pretty crazy. What if uh? What if someday, um, we could interface that steering wheel in that car to be used for like a a VR game or something? So that way, uh, you could just get in a Tesla and do VR. Hmm. That'd be kind of interesting. Yeah. It's like uh, well, bring it's your computer in there and try to use the, the Tesla's wheel for VR. Yeah, while you're driving. <laughs> while you're driving. Didn't didn't you send me a video of somebody oh, doing yeah. that? Where this kid convinced his mom to drive in VR and then she gets into an accident. She calls him an idiot. <laughs> she called him an idiot when she was the one that was convinced to do that in the first place. Oh, gosh. Yeah, that's... That's something. You know, someone's always doing something like that. <laughs> you got to have faith in humanity. Now, not everybody's see, doing it. Did you see this? Uh, Tesla changing the Cybertruck. Uh, and they're going to unveil it in a month or so, apparently. Well, yeah. The, uh, the Cybertruck is such a departure from other vehicles that it's going to break regulations somewhere along the line so How it's so? gonna have to be huh how so you've seen the design of it right it's just a yeah it doesn't have any mirrors oh yeah stuff like that like the, the car the car doesn't even have mirrors i don't think that's legal yet yeah it has digital screens in place of where the mirrors used to be oh except they're inside the car instead of outside of the car oh and I yeah, think there might all be up by the wheel. Yeah, they they said that there's going to be small improvements to the design, or at least that's what's speculated. And there's also, I think they're talking about a reduction in size, at least like an inch or two or a couple inches in size, apparently. And also, better cargo capabilities. That That's pretty cool. I know about that. Yeah, and then they also like talked about possible unique security features. Like the um the uh, what's it called? What is the mode? Sentry mode. That's sentry mode. Yeah, I almost said turret mode. Tesla's sentry mode. It's so scary sounding. Sentry mode. 
I've what actually is... walked by a Tesla that oh, really? uh, engaged sentry mode on me. It, it was what really spooky. It? The car lit up. Every single light in the car turned on, and the screen came on, and it had like a red dot to let me know <laughs> it was recording, oh. and um, all the cameras turned on. Oh, wow. It's just to like intimidate people who are checking out the car. Mm. I thought you said and when there was a red everything. dot that it like put a red laser on your forehead or your shirt. Well, I mean, that's kind of what it felt like. <laughs> the, the screen inside had like this really intimidating like recording message. Yeah. And it made it me well aware that I wasn't supposed to be doing what I was doing because mm. uh, all of like the the caution lights came on around the car. I, I was just looking into the window. I was just, I want to see the interior. Jeez. <laughs> Let's talk about <laughs> Google Pixel 5. Yeah, the Google Pixel 5 is pretty weird because it's it's being sold at a flagship price, but it is essentially a budget phone. Oh, really? Yeah, so it's got the same processor. You're anti-Pixel 5. Um, you're saying flagship price, but budget phone. Yeah, I mean, that's kind of so always that's... been what the Pixel's been. It kind of just never really made sense to me why you would get one when there's so much competition. It's like Google's disconnected from, you know, the whole kind of like how Apple, they're, they're trying to be like Apple. How so? Apple's disconnected from the whole competition in the, in the in the smartphone space. I mean, they don't really offer much value for what you get, I feel like, compared mm. to other Android phones, unless you're, you know, stuck in the iOS ecosystem. Yeah, that You'd makes sense. You'd be only searching for an iPhone, then you're going to yeah. be looking for the best iPhone price. But yeah. Google doesn't have that advantage because Android's not strictly theirs. Oh yeah, you but think the, they'll ever uh, do the that? You think they'll Pixel ever make something 4. that's strictly theirs? <laughs> yeah, Apple. iOS is strictly for the iPhone. No, I'm saying, do you think Google will ever do that? Oh, make an operating system that's strictly for their own device? Eh, yeah. No, I don't think so. Google is very, um, they're very open about how they distribute their software. Mm-hmm. Android was meant them. to be built for that purpose. Not necessarily. I mean. Their business model is software and, you know, yeah. something like Gmail to be profitable needs to be on every platform possible. I wonder how the camera compares. I bet the camera's great though, right? The camera is, yeah, best in class. Out of, like, how does the iPhone, how do the new iPhones compare when it comes to uh, camera The Pixel quality? 5. Pixel I mean, quality. they're probably on par. I'd probably give the iPhone a better a better camera simply because it's more versatile. I think you only have two cameras with the with the Pixel 5. Yeah, it's in a two or three. Yeah, it looks like it. What's you your opinion a, on this kind of uh hole punched camera, front front facing camera? That I idea. Don't like the notch, so I'm I'm a okay with it. Compared to the notch, oh yeah. Yeah. As opposed to the notch, what about I'll the pop up camera? The pop up camera, I I didn't like it at first and I still don't like it now. Use it as a bottle opener. It it's weird. Every time I open it I have to hear it open. 
it is a mm. mechanical sound that is audible every single time I turn on my phone you know, or open the camera. And there's a delay while it pops up. So there's yeah. that as well. And I just find myself not using the selfie camera as much as I used to. I'd have to get used to it for sure. But the, um, I the not don't. The- I rarely ever used the selfie camera to begin with. Yeah, exactly. So I... I'm kind of okay with it. I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm not too concerned about the, the I'm not going to buy a new phone for the purpose of getting a yeah. built-in camera. Yeah. Mm, what about this on Google killing off trusted contacts? The 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 controversy about this is that uh it was an emergency service. Trusted really? contacts was supposed to be like a uh if you know, someone is endangered oh. or something, someone in their contacts could tr- track them down. Yeah. If they needed to be tracked down. And the fact that they're just closing, that they're just, you know, shutting it down completely. That's classic is, Google. It could get somebody killed. <laughs> yeah. I guess. That's that pretty, is the. Uh, that's very interesting. And there is no alternative for it. They're suggesting something inside of Google Maps that, uh, Oh. doesn't properly replace this app. I think if you're going to um, r- remove a feature or delete a service or something, you need to try to provide an alternative inside mm-hmm. of another service, try to merge it with something else. Oh my God, that reminds me of the um, the Google Play Music. How it's, well, it's kind of going away. Oh, it's gone, or, man. Or it's it's completely gone, isn't it? You know what's funny? It's, yeah, I was trying to like play music on my phone using it. And it's like, hey, uh, this app is disabled. Like this app is, we don't use it anymore. <laughs> Why do you have it downloaded? alternative would probably just be using Spotify. Spotify can handle local files too. Yeah. You know what the funniest part is though? Is that Google Play Music is installed by default and you can't uninstall it <laughs> well it, it updates to be um it doesn't update youtube to anything music for right me. huh so you just can't get rid of it yeah i just have it disabled <laughs> google play music yeah it's not here play mm-hmm. music yeah it's gone it just disappeared i don't mm-hmm. remember disabling it i think a, a newer update for my phone must have removed it i guess yeah that's probably the that's probably what happened. Um, oh, yeah, really quick. I want to talk about this. Sony patents uh, mysterious disk storage technology. That's definitely not for the PS5, according to Tech Radar. is what they had to put for the title of their article. But, yeah, they, they, <laughs> patented, they patented this, like, weird kind of disk storage technology that's for high-capacity Blu-ray disks in data centers. And it's for long-term storage and easy retrieval. Up to how many discs do you think in this patent for this like specific device? How many discs? Yeah, I'd how many like discs eight? do you think it can store? Probably eight. What'd you say? Eight. Or wait, are you are you talking about a data center, like an entire data center? Oh no, just for like this the one like the one uh, storage device, like the one storage technology device piece. <laughs> How many discs can it hold? Yeah. 
You seemed a little bit thrown off by my answer, so I'm probably saying I'm underestimating it. I'll go I 64. Couldn't, I couldn't hear you. Oh, yeah, 64? My original answer was eight. Oh, 64. <laughs> really? I got it right? Yeah, up to 64 discs with four <laughs> rows of 16. Do you remember? And, uh, um, yeah, what? Do you remember how some nicer cars in the early 2000s had like disc switchers? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely. You could have like eight. You could have like eight CDs in your uh, in your your audio system in your car. Yeah, and you could swap so between cool. them. That is really cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's kind of the same deal. Yeah, except on a really large scale. And uh, apparently, a problem with it originally was the uh, idea of possible tilting, which would make the discs fall around if you tilted it. So they solved it with a new patent which uses covers and locking mechanisms. Exciting yeah. stuff, right? That's all I have for I that. It's a disc system. I, I didn't think we were still innovating. I know, in right? In data yeah. centers, high-capacity Blu-ray discs. I didn't even know Blu-ray discs were... For, like, how high-capacity are they, really? Um, proper data storage is kind of difficult. I mean, right now we're using tapes for properly you know backed up data have you ever heard of a uh, tape storage uh not really we could talk about that in another episode but um tape mm-hmm. storage i mean you can get a tape reader and writer it'll cost you a couple thousand dollars but i mean you can get tapes that have five terabytes of space on them hmm. and that's uh said to be one of the safest ways you can store your data is on tapes Oh my gosh, but uh, if the temperature is too high, it'll melt. Yeah. I mean, it, th- that, that, that goes for anything. Everything in, has a temperature tolerance. They talk about that in Mr. Robot. That's actually how they take out a data facility. <laughs> temperature tolerance? They, they Yeah, for the tapes. Heat it up. Oh, they probably like hacked the, da- the data facility and the thermostat. overheated the computers. The thermostat? Oh, they just turned the yeah, thermostat the, up? They got into the like thermostat, like uh, like the thermostats, like uh, so- software or something like that. Like they got into that the thermostat, the thermostat system. If it's watchdogs, you just blow a computer up, and the whole data center <laughs> would catch on fire. Yeah. <laughs> um, what about this Raspberry Pi four hundred? Oh, the the keyboard computer. Yeah, I quickly explain this, I guess, because I saw this and I was like, oh, this might be interesting to quickly talk about it's, $70. It's it's an all-in-one system. You get, well, it's not really an all-in-one system. I mean, it's just a keyboard with a computer in it. it it's kind of weird. You have all these cords coming out of the back of your keyboard. That is true, yeah. Looking at it, it's pretty funny. Now, th- now that I'm thinking about it, what if you like uh, ran a game on it or something and your hands start to heat up because your keyboard's getting hot? <laughs> <laughs> That's part of the game. It's a cool idea, but it doesn't make any sense to me really because I don't really, <laughs> I don't even plug a keyboard into my Raspberry Pi when I use it. Mm. I guess that would depend on how people use the Raspberry Pi because I use the Raspberry Pi through SSH. You know SSH is, right? Um, no. What well, it's just SSH, a exactly. It's just a terminal like, that you yeah. remotely use to connect to the computer. Mhm. For Linux stuff usually. 
but yeah, that's that's how I use the Raspberry Pi. So I, I would never benefit from having it in a keyboard because I don't really use a keyboard on the Raspberry Pi. Mm, yeah, but it's a it's a cool product. I like seeing um, the Raspberry Pi Foundation grow as a business. Mm. What about Google's new icons? Eh, the uh, the G Suite. You got, <laughs> sure. Uh, the uh, Gmail, Google Calendar. I feel like Google everyone Docs. hates them. <laughs> they look like the Google logo. They all look. The same. <laughs> they all they're they're more consistently designed, but I I think the problem is I was just so familiar with them. And they also I don't know they definitely have this problem of all looking the same. Like, have you seen this like thing going around where they're just making fun of how it kind of just all looks the same to them? That's a good point. Yeah. They do all look the same. I, like, I could at, easily. What if I was like, uh, they were so crossing much more, my eyes, or I was, you know, not properly focusing on my screen. I could probably mistake these icons. Yeah, they were so much more defined before with the colors. That's a good point. Yeah, I think I'm gonna have to agree with you on that. I think these <laughs> like are, it's a it's kind of a cool like idea design wise like how the i guess how like the colors kind of overlap on each other and all that and how they're utilizing all the colors but i don't think using all the colors is a good idea i don't like the gmail logo oh yeah specifically the gmail logo yeah and you know what i hate especially this was something i wanted to bring up is i i completely hate how on mobile if you have a notification from for Gmail, it's like a hollow icon. It's a yeah. outline of it. And I it was just gonna disgusting. bring that up. It it looks like um yeah, it's it's a it's an outline of the logo and yeah. the the mid, the center is not filled in. And, and I almost can't tell what it is. <laughs> it looks like a butterfly or something when I see it. And I'm like, what the what app is this? Oh, it's yeah, my gotta, Gmail. They gotta fix that. Or I don't know. Maybe we'll get used to it. But yeah, that's it, the, it's it's looking pretty weird. It's always the question. My um, icon is different because I have a custom theme. Mm. I made all my icons on my phone myself. It's funny. My icons aren't updated on my phone. <laughs> really? Yeah, they aren't. I Are I, I using, know why. Yeah, I'm using, using an icon it. pack. Yeah, I'm using like the Google Pixel icon, like an old one or like a different one. Like an, a community made one, I think. I can check. Keep. I'm it. using the Pixel Icon Pack, but I think it's I think it's like an unofficial one. It's like you know? from back in the uh, like uh, nougat days. It's like from some random guy on on Google Play Store with his name as the company, and it's just an Indian name, you know. So Lindsay Lohan is in the news. <laughs> <laughs> what about the new technology we've been using? I wrote down... You got iPad Pro? My iPad Pro. And then I got a new fan controller for my PC. And then I yeah. got a uh, probably the most interesting, um, a Canon to Sony lens adapter. Mm -hmm. um, I guess I'll start with the iPad Pro. Mm -hmm. I kind of made a last minute decision right before school to pick one up. Specifically for the sake of portability. Mm, I yeah. I just wanted to try the form factor. I think because um, how's that? 
It's kind of a hybrid between a PC and a phone. And I, I really like using mobile applications to do productivity if I can, just because they're more, they're just more front and center. I feel like most of the time, big buttons, easier to navigate most of the time, I feel like. And, uh, I mean, it's, it's pretty good. I can do pretty much everything on there. I mean, I've found ways to program Python and stuff on my iPad using, uh, you know, online IDEs like, uh, that one that I sent you earlier. And, um, I, I mean, applications like Google docs and Google drive would work exactly how they do on PC. They're just in the form of an app. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I use it and, sometimes. Um, iOS. The last couple of years, when I had stopped using iOS, um, got an update with a proper file system. You can actually download files on iOS now, and you can make mm-hmm. folders and you can bookmark folders and do all that organization you would do on your PC. Mm-hmm. And the, the best part is the the default files app on. Um, iOS allows you to connect um, storage um, services like Google Drive, and you can kind of oh, mix is, and match. Nice. Mix and match your. Uh, you can bookmark folders from like Google Drive in the same bookmarks that you would have with like a local directory, which is something you would normally only be able to do on PC. Huh. You got support for external monitors and. I mean, the, the screen's 120 hertz. It's very high resolution. So it, it's resolution? very fun to use. It's well above 2K. I don't know exactly what it is. I could look it's it up. It's 2388 by 1668. It's pretty I good. Believe The 11-inch iPad Pro. Is that what you have? The 11-inch, you think? Yeah, I have the 11-inch. The 12.9-inch is 2732 by 2048. Pretty good resolution for a screen that small. Definitely, absolutely. And the fact that it's high refresh as well. I mean, mm-hmm, yeah. That that screen is um, especially at that small of a form factor. That screen is you got to do some serious pixel peeping. Mm-hmm. And I guess I could talk about my fan controller. Fan controller. Yeah. I was apparently using my PC for you know five years without even realizing that every single fan inside of my case was running at full speed all the time oh my gosh yeah. why was my computer so damn loud well as soon as i installed that fan controller now they're all running at like 10 percent, maybe a little more even less than that on idle and uh my i never hear my computer anymore it's just completely dead silent yeah it is it's incredible i should try doing that very good your computer probably has a fan controller in in it already you probably just have to mess around with your bios oh yeah canon to sony lens adapter yeah this is something that a lot of people don't know you can do specifically because you need a type of camera in order to do something like this yeah a big thing is compatibility we were talking about that the focal flame what is it focal it's something flange, distance. Like focal flange distance, right? Flange. I'm pretty sure, yeah, pretty pretty sure it's focal. Or is it flange focal distance? It's it something can be like said that. either way. It's flange focal distance. 
Yeah, it's flange focal distance. That adapter adds distance between the lens and the uh, the sensor. Yeah, the proper to match the length that the that the normal DSLR used, and um, I'm able to use that telephoto lens that I had for my old Canon camera, and it works exactly how you'd expect it to. Mm-hmm. Except I lose. Um, I obviously lose the ability to autofocus and um mm. you know all that is that cool stuff is that with all lens adapters or or only like no. with specific ones there are very expensive lens adapters out there that you can get uh, that uh geez. that emulate the um the software that uh the canon cameras use mm-hmm. and it will try to translate those uh those communications between the two and uh, some work better than others. It's just not worth it to spend that much on a adapter, at least at mm-hmm. my level. Yeah, definitely. I'd rather just go pick up a telephoto lens that would natively work on my camera. Another thing you have to be careful with, have you ever seen adapters, lens adapters with uh, like glass in the adapter? No. Like, but that will be between? Mine doesn't. Actually, That's, I'll check. Like there's some... Uh, I think it might only be for lens adapters that are for cameras that are trying to fit lenses that aren't compatible. And so it has to have that like piece of glass in order to like fix the magnification or something like that. No, mine doesn't have a glass between the two. But you want to be careful with lens adapters that have glass because that'll definitely degrade the image quality. That has to go through a piece of glass. I have a mirrorless camera, so I wouldn't need anything like that in my adapter. Yeah, because it has such a a small focal flange distance. It right? has barely any at all. Not flange focal distance. It's near about as close to zero as you can get. Mirrorless cameras. For mirrorless, are, let me see. Mirrorless work a lot different than DSLRs do. In fact, uh, What's, my photography wait teacher. A when I took that class, um, he gave me separate instructions for some of the assignments. In photography, you saying? Yeah, I. He was pointing out differences in like how specific modes would work differently. Like, uh, for example, the uh, the focal points that we were discussing earlier. Yeah. Those don't exist on mirrorless cameras. You just have a software based um focal points i mean you can set a focal point wherever you want Mm. because it's digital you just move a cursor over to where you want to focus and it will try to focus in that spot your your mount is a canon efm right it's an efs oh 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 weird What's weird about guides. it? Well, I'm just looking at guides that show you like the focal flange. There's like a focal flange depth chart and it'll show you to make sure. I see EFM. EF, EF, wait, EFS, you said. EF. Yeah, it's a Canon EFS. I don't see EFS on the list. That's so funny. It exists. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at it on Wikipedia right now. EFS has been the lens mount for 
so long. It goes way, way back. Weird. Sony's is uh, is even better. Sony's is just Sony E, and they yeah, use Sony, Sony e. e for all their cameras. C mount. This is Nikon Z mount. Pentax Q mount. That's the one with the smallest. Okay, I guess they distance. do have a couple. They have A mounts as well. I'm pretty sure that's for uh, their larger cameras. Mm. Well, for my technology that I've been using recently, I just have two things listed from my memory, and that is a basically an on-camera video light that you can mount onto a camera, like a DSLR or any kind of camera, the- and a 4K monitor. Which has really changed the way I use Windows. Like uh, you could probably guess, how do you think I organize my windows on my monitor now? How do you organize them? You probably don't ever maximize anything. Yeah, I really don't. Unless you're doing like some serious video editing or something. Yeah, I just I I did I was splitting it into fourths. You know, like you can do that with Windows by just holding the Windows key down and then using the arrow keys to split it. Um, but now I just do half and half. I do half and half like a lot of the time now. Just all the time, half and half. Half and half? You're never maximizing anything. Yeah, unless I'm doing like, uh, like a design thing. You I go guess, back like to 1080p. You probably can't imagine um, oh, yeah. split screening on 1080p anymore. Yes, I have 1080p monitors next to me and they're just... The screen real estate is disgusting. Yeah, you have almost no room. The second I got my 1440p, I, I recognized how much more space I had. Mm-hmm. Specifically I with ultra-wide. Oh, uh, yeah. Ultra-wide makes a big difference. Wonder, what's the uh, resolution? What's of, the resolution for your ultra-wide? It's 3440 by... Okay. Um, 1440. That's what it typically is. Yeah, see, that's the thing that I noticed. Though. I was like, oh, with ultrawides, it's kind of nice because it's, you know, it is more real estate in a way, but 4K is the most real estate, and I wanted to get the most real estate. If you were to side by side two windows, they would both be 4x3. On my 4K monitor? Yes, I guess. I, I or think? Uh, on, on my monitor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> On my monitor, I was like, there's no way. <laughs> they would be more close to, what, one by one? Mm-hmm. They're more of a square. Mm-hmm. These are, I can split screen two windows and they're still wide. Yeah, that's nice. It's very good for window management. I've actually I- been playing games in 16 by 9. Oh, <laughs> Lately. On on a YouTube, I usually never did the theater mode on YouTube, you know? You know the theater mode? Oh, I or always like it, use theater mode. I always use it now because it's too small when I do default view. Yeah. I've been using theater mode for so long. I remember we got in a discussion about that at one point. You were trying to figure out why I was using theater mode. Because <laughs> I normally don't like the black bars that theater mode would put around on the left and right, but since I'm doing half and half and I do theater mode now, it doesn't have that issue, which is good. Yeah, I don't have black bars either. Yeah. If good. I'm uh, split screening, I have a lot of black bars if I'm maximizing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. 
even on 16 by 9. Mm. Yeah, that's how it normally, that's why I didn't like it normally, because when I used my 1080p 16 by 9 monitor, I would just see those black bars in theater mode, and I'd be like, nah, dude. So that's it for this episode of Screen Matter. If you would like to help support the podcast and stay updated on newly released content, please follow and subscribe. If you would like to follow and learn more about us individually, Garrett is at Garrett Chiz on Instagram and Twitter, and Sean is at Software Damage on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and Twitch. We want to thank you for listening, and we hope to see you come by next time for more Screen Matter.